Jesus tells a parable about a sower and his seed in Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. He later explains the parable to his disciples in Matthew 13, verses 18 through 23. The harvest following the sowing of physical seed is unpredictable. The harvest following the sowing of the seed of God's word is even more wonderfully, maddeningly unpredictable. With the seed of God's word, you can sow it, plant it, or scatter it, but you don't know whether that word is going to take root and grow or not. You don't know which seeds will be snatched or baked or choked, or which will produce an abundant harvest. Almighty God, your word is cast as a prayer for the seeds of God's gospel to take root and be blessed with a bountiful harvest. Verse 1. Almighty God, your word is cast like seed into the ground. Now let the dew of heaven descend and righteous fruits abound. Jesus scattered his gospel seed to anyone within earshot, the devout, the curious, the super-religious, the seekers, the skeptics, the Jewish opposition, the tax collectors and sinners. He scattered the seed liberally, not only to those whom he thought would give the greatest return on the investment or on those who met the proper demographics, but to all. Jesus is teaching us to do the same thing. We scatter the seed of his word in as many ways, in as many places, to as many different people as we can. But there is no predictability of when, or how, or with whom it grows. That's why we try to scatter the seed in so many ways. All God asks and expects us to do is scatter the seed and support the scattering with our time, effort, prayers, and offerings. He will bless the harvest. Verse 2. Let not the foe of Christ and man this holy seed remove, but give it root in every heart to bring forth fruits of love. We plant the seeds. But some of the soil is hard. It isn't allowed to take root. These are the hearts that are stubborn and resistant, feeling no need to repent, no hunger or thirst for God's word, and does not allow for a conversion and change. If someone does not want God's gospel, his free and unconditional forgiveness, his deliverance from death and the devil, God does not force it to stay, but allows it to be snatched away. A Bible in every hotel room and a church on every corner does not bother Satan as long as he can keep snatching the gospel from hard and stubborn hearts. Some of the seed we sow will fall on ground cluttered with rocks and stones. Here the seed springs up quickly, but cannot stand the heat. Satan loves a faith that is based on feelings and emotions and convenience, rather than digging deep into Christ's gospel. It is a quick and easy faith of compromise and convenience that cannot stand strong with the heat of challenges, hardships, conflict, and pain. Verse 3. Let not the world's deceitful cares the rising plant destroy, but let it yield a hundredfold the fruits of peace and joy. Some of the seed we scatter will fall on ground with weeds, so there is competition. Competition with the difficulties at work, the struggles at home, the hurt feelings with friends, the grudges, anger and jealousy, the worry and concerns, the vacationing and sleeping in, the lusts of the flesh and the pleasures of the world. All of these will choke the word of God from growing in hearts and transforming lives. Verse 4. Whene'er the precious seed is sown, life-giving grace bestow, that all whose souls the truth receive, its saving power may know. 
all of this is totally unpredictable. So instead of predictability, we have something better. We have God's promise. Isaiah says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it blood, bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God's word works. It will either be rejected or accepted. It will either harden or convert. It will either create enemies or create saints. And this is good. On our own, what can we do? What can we accomplish? We can't even make our gardens grow, let alone produce a harvest for God. But in God's hands, his creating hands, his nail-pierced hands, his faith-instilling hands, then we can be sure, absolutely sure, for those hands, once pierced and fastened to the cross, but now raised from the dead, are the hands that have defeated all our enemies and chases away the evil one. Those are the hands that have taken the weeds and doubts of sin and pulled them up by the roots and forgiven them. The hands that shield us from the burning persecution of Satan and shade us by his grace and care. These are the hands that take hard rocky, weed-infested soil and turns it over through the cultivating of his holy, inspired word. And God, the ultimate sower, will bring about a harvest. What does this harvest look like? It is not simply crowded pews and filled classrooms and budgets in the black. It is a marvelously, miraculously, maddingly unpredictable harvest. Thirty, sixty, one hundred times what was sown. May God the sower bless the sowing of his seed among us and by us.